application <laughs> for today. Britain has had a rough spring it's been break. A rough, it's been a rough spring break. Yeah. Powerful new technology. Cloud migration. Fully integrated system. HCX. Today, we're delighted to announce. Welcome to the HCX Majors Podcast, episode 7 from Monday, April 12th, 2021. Live from Indiana, I'm Britton Johnson. Coming in hot from Canada, although that's not really true because it's cold here. Uh, Kofi Ohulu. From Menlo Park, California, this is Francis Wall. Welcome to the late April edition, the almost tax day edition of the HX Majors podcast. Um, we're all, we're without Andy today. He had a last thing, last minute thing come up. So our tip of the hat to Andy for not making it today. But hey, you know, we will power through. I am mildly under the weather and I'm going to also try to power through myself. So going to, going to make it though. All right. Cool. Cool. And, uh, I, I'm, 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 I'm good. Cause I, I haven't been to the last, uh, ACX podcast, man. I missed the last one and I really wanted to be there. So sorry about that. Hey, you know, it's all right. We, uh, we had a good time even, even though you weren't there, we, we, we chatted with Mo and, uh, my, my brother Heath and we, you know, figured out how to, how to, how to talk through the, the latest update updates from 4.0. So that was a good one. Nice. Awesome. I completely missed that one. <laughs> I don't even remember seeing the invite. I invited you, trust me. And I'm sure you did. And I and I promise you, you know, this is why I also have like myself and three other co hosts for this thing so that I don't have to carry this burden alone. <laughs> I think I've gotcha. been MIA for like the uh, last six weeks. It's okay, <laughs> but you know that's that's where we're at. So, so if Kofi, is things is it still snowing in Canada? Or are you guys coming out of it now? Finally, uh, it's like hit and miss. It's just flurries, and uh, it's just doesn't want to go away. So, yeah. Snow, skiing is amazing just just so we're clear. But I <laughs> <laughs> mean, like being stuck in your house and. It's just you're just tired of snow so yeah, yeah. it's been yeah. really rainy here in indiana for the last few days so and I, I might actually have to try to cut my grass soon so <laughs> and there you go yeah know. it's I've, I've always been those neighbors the ones who don't really take care of their yard as well as everybody else so you know why start now <laughs> yeah well, you can always get that was a double stripe model. Just you know, show them up completely. <laughs> Just make some nice, nice groomed uh, tracks inside your lawn. Yeah. Anyway, so all good, good man. Good time. Cool. Yeah. yeah. At least you're trying once in a while. I don't try at all. My front lawn is just a dirt patch. Are you allowed to have lawns in California? Because I thought that wasn't even a thing. Well, you know, conserve water and all this stuff. So actually, my backyard is fake lawn. <laughs> I was going to say, do you have like the Brady Bunch lawn where it's like AstroTurf? I totally have AstroTurf in my backyard. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we have an extra special guest with us today. Um, uh, Mr. Ahmad Yunus, thank you for joining us. Um, 
you're you're a legend among VMware people, so so I appreciate you joining us, and uh, all all of your time is valuable. So please, th- thank thanks again. I appreciate you uh, having me on the show. So what we wanted to talk about for this particular episode, and it was just a topic on HCX that we haven't really delved into with any great detail all that much. And and as much as I present about HCX, I I, I kind of glaze over a bit of this topic because it's 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 i I think it's technically um and kofi helped me on this i feel like this might be one of the most technically depth challenging pieces of hcx the multi-cloud aspect of it i i technically have to oh i mean i have to agree uh it's i think once to the when the question comes up you know we usually see kind of that it's just a simple hybrid cloud type deployment, right? Something simple. I'm just attaching my existing on-prem data center into choose your cloud platform. But then now we're seeing more people adopting not just a single cloud platform. Uh, obviously, they're you know they're either doing AVS, they might be doing uh, GCVE, they might be doing Oracle, they might have kind of you know on-prem local cloud as a service. Uh, with VMC on Dell, they might have, you know, uh, you know, VCF infrastructure, multi, like kind of multi-site, and they want to pair it into different cloud platforms. Like, but the neat part is we still have a consistent message of portability. What we want to know is, you know, what does it really look like as you start, you know, going down this scenario of here's what multi-cloud really looks like for you. And, you know, yep. you know, which clouds are, are are supported and you know and and how would you start with you know, assessing connectivity before, right before we jump into all of that so Ahmad can you give us a quick introduction who you are what you do and where your expertise lies uh, all right great question <laughs> sometimes i ponder that myself uh, so my <laughs> name is Ahmad Yunus um, i lead the uh, vmware cloud uh, well i i lead the multi cloud center of excellence here at, at vmware and our focus is primarily on workload mobility and connectivity across all the different VMware clouds. And, and HCX, of course, is one of the tools that we use um, for workload mobility uh, across these different clouds. Uh, I've been at VMware now for five and a half years. Uh, it's been a great ride. Started out with tech marketing, working on vCenter, and then uh, VMware Cloud on AWS, focusing on hybridity workload mobility. And uh, now uh, on on this new team uh, again, focusing on across uh, the different hyperscalers. So definitely been uh, a great ride so far. And and if I'm not mistaken, you are responsible as well for the HCX logo Aldomart that we use for this podcast. So thank you very much for that. I cannot confirm nor deny anything <laughs> related to that art. Uh, if the lawyers are listening, I had nothing to do with it. Right, right. Or that I didn't say anything. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> all right so let's let's dive into this and and because i feel like this is going to be a good discussion um so first of all hcx for multi-cloud um when we talk about multiple clouds like what what, what is the you know hcx in a multi-cloud thing what is the general what's the, what's like the 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 webster's definition of what a multi-cloud means for hcx is there a difference between like as on-prem only and are we talking about hyper hyperscalers only what are we kind of talking about when we talk about hcx for multi-cloud i think the good news here with hcx is as long as it's a vmware 
cloud, right? HTX can connect and provide that workload mobility. So back to Kofi's point early on, whether it's one of the hyperscalers or a uh, locally managed cloud or an on-prem cloud, doesn't matter, right? HCX can allow us to move those workloads seamlessly across. And honestly, that's one of the sticking points for getting on a VMware cloud, right? Is that with something like an HCX, you can seamlessly move across those clouds and not feel like you're stuck in any uh, in any way. Yeah, and <clears throat> I guess one of the interesting things is like we do have a lot of supported cloud platforms, and each of them with its different nuances. But I think the, the important thing here is consistency across the board. There is no functional difference, you know, at the at a base layer, right? With the motion bulk migrations, you can do that across any one of the the cloud platforms, right? Yeah. Today, yes. So HTX is yeah. included with with all the the providers, starting with you know VMware Cloud on AWS, uh, Azure VMware Solution, uh, Google Cloud VMware Engine, the uh, Oracle Cloud VMware um, Solution as well, uh, and then of course you have the uh, VMware Cloud on Dell uh, EMC as a managed uh, on-prem option, and then of course if you want to leverage HCX in your on-prem environment. You um, you know you could download and, and get the NSX uh, licensing, and as long as you have the enterprise licensing, you'll you'll get the HCX uh, advanced license with that. Awesome. So on some of these pieces, as you look through, like we we we, and I mean, there's obviously some de design considerations, and maybe we'll kind of save that one for a little bit later. But um, what I guess. What customers are you seeing uh, kind of using, you know, multiple clouds? Like where, where is the focus? Like, is it that you're, you're common, is are there two clouds that are predominant that people are trying to connect between? Um, and then how often does this, this, this topic come up once you see a customer with, with multiple clouds? Uh, Multi-cloud has been coming up more on, I, I want to basically migrate workloads to different clouds. Uh, connectivity between two clouds, it's starting to come up, but I think that's the uh, the niche right now. It's more, I want to use, you know, this cloud for DR. I want to use this cloud because I want to burst. I want to use this cloud because it's in a region that I, I don't have a footprint in. Um, though, those kinds of uh, use cases. Um, so multiple clouds today, I, I see it expanding out to where you know you may be connecting clouds together but again that that's a whole different discussion because it requires a different set of connectivity between those clouds and and you know some sort of direct connectivity and then you could leverage something like an hcx to migrate but there's some nuances there that we uh you know well we'll say for for later on yeah absolutely and i think once when you, you hit on that i think you hit on the nail on the head when you think about why customer why customers adopt multi-cloud. Like I, I was just thinking the other day, cause I was working with a customer and, you know, there's operations in Phoenix and they always talk about like say latency and there's obviously, you know, Oracle has a, has a data center just in Phoenix. So latency not really in question. So, and then of course, as you move to the different coasts, there's a lot more options in the central, there's also options, but it, 
when she started moving overseas and, and I, and I'm guessing, you know, when you're looking at how and where you're deploying your applications, like, you know, if I have a small field remote site and I want to get it in close proximity to where, you know, that field offices, it's a great option and, and, and use case. And I think, you know, as we start designing and building and distributing applications across multiple clouds, this is a great way for us to, you know, build in one location and then basically use it anywhere you want to basically deploy that application. So yeah, I appreciate that comment. That's, that's really good. I, I guess this is, this is my own nev- naivety on the subject of application development, but is it quite common for, for people to develop applications that are actually running in multiple cloud instances across different things? Is that something that happens a lot? I think it's starting to pick up, but it also depends on the the services you're trying to to leverage, right? I mean, look, at the end of the day, you're you're trying to get your apps to be cloud native, right? Um, so that way you can leverage these these native services and and once you get to the cloud, there there's something for you to to start uh, to uh, to migrate towards. but at the end of the day, I think right now, most people are looking at, okay, how do I get to the cloud first? And then once I get there, let's look at what applications I have. And can I can I add extensibility to my workloads as they stand today as a VMware workload and leverage native services? Or am I going to have to basically re, uh, you know, re-architect the, the app itself? So do I need to rewrite it completely or can I refactor? I mean, there's some decisions that need to happen, but the the key thing right now is how do I get the workloads to the cloud first? Yeah, absolutely. Francis, from a VMC side of the house, what what are you seeing on other cloud providers interacting with VMC? Is that something that you run across a lot? Yeah, especially with the partners because our partners sell everything under the sun. So they're not limited to the VMware scope. So there's going to be questions about workloads in a different clouds, but you know, to to what Ahmad was saying, what we're seeing is yes, there's a use case for each of the clouds, and the use case are very specific to what the customers are uh, working on. And let me be very specific: some customers they're evacuating a DR location, maybe a secondary location. Uh, maybe they're up against a contract, they'll move to VMC because they can forklift the workloads. For their desktops, they have more of an option. Some of them might be using Azure just from a licensing standpoint. Now, AVS is coming up behind and some some customers for business reasons, SQL, Exchange Server, whatever their, their actual application needs, it might make more sense in Azure. So they might be moving workloads specific workloads to different clouds. So that's what we're seeing in terms of functionality. Crossing the clouds, I don't see as often uh, because larger clients tend to still have data centers. So what we're seeing is if they need to move an application up to the cloud, they'll do that. And if they need to move it back down, they'll move it back down. The one thing that having the multiple clouds and leveraging HCX over both of or one or more clouds is the fact that they can move it back down on-prem and then move it up to somewhere else if they so desire and have that kind of uh, application profile that will operate in more than one location. Yeah, to, to add to that, I I think there's 
other things to consider, right? When when you start talking about multi-cloud, I mean, if you think about it, just migrating to one cloud and you look at your on-premises environment, you have to look at things like security, right? You have to look at things like uh, RBAC. Uh, you know, these are just kind of two examples. Also, what makes up the VM? Does the VM have any policies? Things like that. So once you land on your cloud provider of choice, to to kind of span that out to multiple clouds, now that starts to kind of become even broader. Okay, well, how do I make sure that, you know, this VM that has this security policy, does it follow it across, right? Because otherwise my InfoSec team is going to, you know, yell pretty loudly. How do I make sure that the permissions model follows? Um, and again, just a couple of examples, uh, policies, things like that, that, that we just have to make sure that are in place. Otherwise, uh, you may not even be able to, to move across clouds. And then there's also the, again, the, the connectivity piece uh, across. You gotta also think about things like, uh, you know, charges. Um, so as, as you always, moving to the cloud is free, right? But moving data outside of the cloud, you'll, you'll get some charges uh, occurred there. So ingress, egress, are, are some other considerations? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's one of the biggest pieces. And that's what I, I was actually going to ask you, because I mean, as you start looking at, you know, how and, 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 and how customers are consuming, you know, either let's call it like codes applications and, you know, you get the ideas like, okay, I can provision, like you can drive automation and provision directly into the cloud. But at the same time, in some cases, migrating into a specific cloud platform is okay. Then what if you need to, you know, for whatever reason, Bring it back depending on the size of the application there's there's egress charges and it, each of them has their own i guess they they're probably somewhat consistent across the board um but i mean these are considerations you need to take um especially if you're, you're trying to build and, and move things across the board and in a multi-cloud world how would you you know keep track of that i, I guess as some of the big pieces you start migrating and moving applications like that and you know, in ACX, we think about things like mobility groups and the history and all those other pieces and maybe using that as a point of um, uh, of view, but also the integrations that we have with other technologies like uh, network insights and what have you that can give you that other level of visibility. So, um, in, 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 and I think the big thing that I'm trying to get at here is like, as you go through these pieces, there are services that allow you to see kind of what that network traffic looks like across the board and help you at least get an idea of what that could look like, or at least behavior across, you know, the individual cloud platforms, or if you're using multiple at some point. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, and we're just now starting to look at things like monitoring, right? How does monitoring, logging, uh, you know, all all the all the things that we we need for these workloads? How does that work across all the different clouds, especially when you look at the the cloud providers? You know, you have cluster one. Now, cluster one is listed in all the different cloud providers, right? <laughs> How does that uh, look when you get an alarm? It's like, hey, I got an alarm on cluster one. Okay, well, which... <laughs> not confusing which, uh, at all. Yeah. Right? Um, so, you know, these are other factors that, that we need to to consider as, as we start to look at, uh, at, at multi-cloud. And, and I, uh, you know, I think it's going to get simpler over time as we start to to look at this. But uh, I think right now we're just starting to scratch the surface 
and I think VMware is, is leading that that effort, especially if you look at the announcement we just made uh, at the end of March when we announced uh, VMware Cloud as a distributed platform across all, all the different cloud providers. I will say, almost as we're talking through this conversation, one of the more, uh, I don't know if I would call it progressive or more of the leading leading conversations now when we're talking about workloads across the different cloud is and using something like HCX across cluster one in three locations is the client has to enter their business logic and define that the environment in which those applications can operate successfully for each of those environments. And that is true for HCX because even if it's even if the source cluster is the same, the profile that you're going to have to define at the destination is going to have to be prescriptive for that in environment. And that logic is still up to our customers to define um, to make sure that that application is going to operate in cluster one in cloud one or cluster one in cloud two and so forth. I agree with you a hundred percent. And it's funny, I was having a discussion, I think it was last week and, and we were talking about something similar. And my point was, well, HCX is the tool that gets you there, right? It's, it's like taking a vacation. When you take a vacation, you know how you're going to get there, whether it's by plane, train, or automobile. Uh, but, uh, but at the end of the day, you're the one planning the trip. You're planning all the details of that trip, right? Whether it's how you're getting there, right? It may be due to financial that you you can't take flights because your family's too big and you may have to drive if the location is close by or something like that. Uh, you're going to determine your lodging, your, your food, et cetera, et cetera. So same thing here as, as customers are looking at their environment, they're going to have to make those choices for the, the workload. Again, HCX is a tooling to get them there, but they know their environments best. And even with, when you look at it, when they bring a partner in and the partner does the work for them, they still have to be able to provide that input into this. They can't just have the partner come do the work. Partner says, okay, we've migrated you. Uh, I'm, I'm out, figure it out right? They have to be part of that process from beginning to end. Otherwise, it's, they're, they're not going to be able to, to, to figure it out. Part, part of the, I, I feel anyways, part of the benefits of using HCX to have these connectivities between all these different clouds is you get so many different benefits like efficiencies and management of connections and things like that. Where I'm going with this is there's there's going to be things that happen on on those kind of migration trips, and you know like it's the 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 analogy I bring it along to is on our way back from spring break, um, we were uh, caught in a chain reaction crash on the interstate a little bit and we got rear ended suddenly and thankfully nobody got hurt. You know the the two cars in the middle sustained all the damage. We were at the front of the line and got really no damage at all, but we got delayed two hours because of this, but. At the end of it, it's just like, I'm like, man, this is, as you're, as you're kind of describing like going on this journey 
and there's going to be things that happen. Like I'm, I'm just picturing this for, for customers doing migrations, you know, there's going to be these sort of in transit things that happen as you're moving things. And that's, that's really why customers should look to using HDX for these kinds of things, just to help smooth out the journey and make, make stuff a little bit less uh, bumpy along the way. Yeah. hundred percent. That's my on the fly life application <laughs> for today. Britain has had a rough spring it's been break. A rough, it's been a rough spring break. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I think, I think one of the things, you know, one of the things I always like to talk about in, and where I want to get to is like, you know, where should and shouldn't HCX be used in a multi-cloud scenario? I know there's some, uh, how do you put it? There's, there, again, people, are, you might see it or messaging or just thinking, hey, I can use this in a DR scenario, but, you know, HCX is not a DR tool, right? It's a mobility tool. Um, and I guess for, 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 for usage scenarios, like what, uh, where do you think it, ACX really does, where's the best fit? Like where are we going to actually, you see the most amount of value in, in a multi-cloud scenario? You can see either one or two, let's say that they're using either, you know, three, three cloud providers like AWS, AVS and GCP, right? So where do you see the, you know, ACX fitting, being the best in, in that type of model and, and for the specific use cases? I mean, you know, HX does have DR native DR capabilities, right? And if you have the the enterprise licensing, you could leverage it with with SRM. But you're right, where HCX really thrives is mobility, right? Where we could extend that layer two network across and not have to re-IP to be able to create things like mobility groups and migrate based off of, let's say you leverage VRNI and now you have all your dependency mappings and you can create groups based off of either, you know, dependency mappings based off networking, dependency mappings based off other criteria that, that you may already know within your environment. So HCX and allows you to, to also site pair across these clouds and migrate workloads to the different uh, provider. So you may have a group that's going kind of to Francis point early on, if you got some databases or windows boxes and you want to get those to, to ABS, you can create a mobility group and, and, uh, with some of the site pairing, you can migrate to ABS. And if you, if you got some other applications that, you know, you, you need to move, let's say for machine learning, you may be able to move them to, to Google. Uh, same thing, like if, if you have some, let's say, DR needs or if you're looking to get out of the data center completely, you may go to something like a VMware Cloud on AWS. So that's the beauty of, of HCX is it allows us to site pair you know, to these different clouds. We're not across yet, but we're at least to these different cl- crowds and um, we can migrate based off our, uh, our needs or use cases. So, I mean, is this really like the sort of the classic best use case for HCX is this ability to go between multiple clouds? I think for today, that's where HCX thrives. I mean, if you look at it, there's not really a tool like HCX out there today that does all the things that it can do natively. I mean, if you think about it, L2 stretch, WAN optimization, dedupe compression, uh, the mobility groups aspect, uh, you know, the the multiple migration types 
from, you know, from downtime to, to zero downtime with like replication assisted V motion and, and V motion. And, you know, we can even do some conversions of, of hyper V and, and KVM. I mean, it's, it's hard to really find a one, one kind of solution to do all the things that HCX does today. And it does have DR, like I said, um, you know, uh, the, the lacking of the DR is when you look at something like an SRM and you got run books, right? But if you pair something like an SRM and HCX where you can kind of use the L2 and, and the SRM run books, it becomes even more powerful of a, of a story. So the integration uh, that it also has with other products like VRNI, uh, uh, VROPS with the management pack and, and, and so on. So it, it's only getting better. And, and if, I don't know if you guys have been, or have seen the product from the beginning to now, but over time, it's just gotten better and better and better. So the future looks really bright for, for HCX. Yeah, I'd echo that. And to, I think most of us here have touched it since it's first <laughs> like first first few reps uh including uh, you know obviously uh i think deploying it in, in like i've deployed it in multiple clouds uh as well uh so it's it's to your point i 100 agree i just i i do think business continuity wise it's it's amazing in in what it can do preemptively knowing if you're going to need extra capacity, like we've used it in for a specific customer. And I saw that thought that this was a great use case was um, they had on-prem, like this is where they were, they were okay with egress charges and everything like that, but it's a specific workload type that would burst and they wanted to keep it on-prem for a specific period of time, but needed to leverage, um, you know, cloud bursted capabilities. Like you couldn't break it apart um, just because of the latency requirements between on-prem and AVS, but, um, having that ability to basically even move it in there and then scaling it up in, in infrastructure and then, you know, basically bringing it back on-prem and getting the maximum performance out of what they needed to do um, while they're doing maintenance on-prem. Like, you, you can't do that with other areas. It's like proactive DR, but it's like more of a business continuity model. You know what I mean? So that was a very cool way to, to use and leverage the technology as they were performing maintenance and ensuring that they didn't have, you know, they had a spot for the, for the workloads themselves and that excess capacity in, 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 in the cloud platform, right? So. Yeah, and, at, and HCX is powerful at scale, right? I mean, if you're you're moving thousands of workloads, it, it, it rides there as well, not only from, I mean, it's something you can do in the UI, of course, but at that kind of scale, you start to look at things like automation. And HCX has got, you know, uh, Power CLI modules, it's got REST APIs. So, it, like I said, it, it, it definitely is, is a tool that thrives and, and has all the capabilities built in compared to some of the other tooling where you would have to use multiple um, products to to equate to what HCX can provide. The, the, will, oh, go ahead, Francis. I was going to add, um, last week when Tom, Jason, and I were doing the um, doing doing a session with our professional services folks on HCX, um, I talked a little bit about the multi-cloud and I, I do want to add a little bit of color in that the cloud providers are still adding to their VMware portfolio. Like 
HCX has a certain functionality with the different hyperscalers today. There's a, there's a spectrum of capabilities and functionality that they can provide to HCX. And as they build out their portfolios to be, you know, to compete really um, for those workloads, they're going to add more functionality to the VMware portfolio. So that means that we are going to have more and more of the VMware portfolio, including HCX and its functionalities available over time um, to use HCX in its in all its varying uh, features with those hyperscalers. Today, you know, we're just starting out, but it's getting stronger and stronger. And, you know, I, I spoke to the different hyperscaler, you know, parties and, you know, it's really encouraging to hear about their development efforts to enable the VMware portfolio. So I would say that as they come up to speed to truly compete for the VMware workload, our portfolio is just going to be stronger as a result of their engineering efforts. Ahmad, the, the last question I wanted to ask in this, the, the, the recent announcements were around VMware Cloud, VMware Cloud Universal, I'm assuming that as that's you know, the, the subscription model that it is and how it works, that HCX really is kind of a key component of that service and making that a reality for customers to be able to fully embrace and utilize that platform moving forward. Is that a fair statement? Yeah, I think so. I think I would call HCX the the glue that allows customers to to move uh, between any platform, right? Uh, and I think the blog post that that was released uh, on the day of the announcement uh, it it hit the nail on the head when it called you know VMware Cloud a distributed platform uh, for for multi cloud um, you know across. For, for all apps across uh, all data centers, think edge and and public cloud environments, and HCX is that glue that that connects all those environments and allows workload mobility across. And 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 look, you know, we've had a lot of customers talk about, well, you know, once I get to the cloud, I I'm, I'm going to go cloud native. Well, once you take that application fully cloud native, if you ever need to migrate it off, well there's some work that needs done there to get it off. Mm -hmm. But if you get to that cloud provider and let's say you, you leverage native services to that VM and something happens, well, you can always easily move off than you would if you actually were full cloud native. So, and HCX is part of that story as well. So if you notice that HCX becomes the glue that allows that workload mobility to any VMware uh, cloud. Cool. Well, Ahmad, uh, thank you for the time. Thank you for your, you know, willingness and expertise to share with us. And uh, we will continue going through the various topics and things of HCX and what it continues to bring as it, you know, continues to grow and increase its footprint among uh, workloads and helping people gain the mobility therein. Hope you feel better, man. Hey, me too. <laughs> all right. Thanks, everybody. Uh, I'm going to wrap this up offline, and uh, we will chat at you all later. Bye. Yeah. Take care.
Thanks for listening to the HDX Majors podcast. Thanks to Ahmad and Kofi and Francis for joining me today. If you're enjoying the show, please rate us on your podcast app of choice. Share it for those who are interested in learning more about what we do here with HCX at VMware. And thanks again for listening. We'll talk to you all next time. simple. Any device, any application, any cloud, intrinsic security.